Hello, Claremont. Welcome to yet another episode of Claremont Speaks. I'm Russ Binder, your host as always. And for this week, I have a special treat for you all from the Children's Foundation of America, one of the staple charities here in Claremont. I have Christina Garcia. She's the volunteer coordinator, and she was kind enough to snag me at a Claremont Chamber of Commerce breakfast to see if we could further her cause here. Welcome to Claremont Speaks, Christina. Thank you for coming on. Thank you, Russ. I'm happy to be here. I'm completely happy to have you. Christina's provided me a little bit of a bio on her background. I look at this and I think, here's somebody who's not afraid to try just about anything. Christina has a background in marketing, real estate, graphic design, which I'm sure somehow is all related, right? In mm. 2003, she was one of the stars of the Miss Diamond Bar pageant, and it was awarded MVP of the Diamond Bar Chamber of Commerce at age 18. That's a record, isn't it? Well, it was uh, an award at the Miss Diamond Bar pageant. So even though I wasn't like on court, they awarded me the MVP award because of my bio and my community service and my entrepreneurial dreams. So they awarded me that it was a little necklace. <laughs> that you, I'm sure, wear proudly all the time, right? Yes. One of the things I liked is that Christina has kind of a whole career of good deeds. You volunteered with the Claremont Kiwanis Club, the Homeless Advocacy Program, CHAP, right? Mm -hmm. Through your church, again, the local Chamber of Commerce Network, even yes. here in Claremont and in Rancho Cucamonga. And you enjoy watching movies, quoting mm -hmm. movies, <laughs> and reading and arts and crafts. Why don't we do this, Christina? Why don't you add to that anything you think that the listeners really ought to know about you that they don't? Okay. My uh, love of volunteering came from an early age. I mean, my early teens, watching my dad volunteer, and that's how he would market his real estate business and how he would get his clients is through a lot of volunteer work in the city of Diamond Bar. He would referee soccer games, volunteer to coach our teams. He would sponsor our teams, so his name would be on the banner. And so that's where he put all his marketing dollars, a lot of them, into the community. He was one of the founders of the Diamond Bar uh, Community Foundation. So basically watching him do that and following in those footsteps, and that's how I would end up marketing myself for real estate and all the other little side jobs that I would do here in Claremont. I've been a part of the Claremont community since 2016. Yes, I was in the Kiwanis Club for three years. I was their social media outreach person, along with doing all the other volunteer stuff. And also part of the Claremont Homeless Advocacy Program, I was trying to help those participants learn financial literacy because some of them did have jobs and they're just trying to piece things together to get their life back on track. Financial literacy, by the way, is something everybody should learn. Yes. So I think it ought to be a required course for high school graduation. Yes, it should. I didn't learn until I was probably about 28 and that was through church. They had a Dave Ramsey Thing, uh, on Wednesday nights and I went through the whole course and I learned how to save and budget and plan and 
Oh, life's like way easier now, not having to live like paycheck to paycheck like so many people do. And not only having enough for your bills, but also to give back because that's important in my house is that we give back either through volunteering or charitable donations to various organizations. If we have enough money for coffee, we have enough money to give. <laughs> to, to help <laughs> somebody else out as well. Yeah. And then you live here in Claremont and you have kids in the schools? My kids are in Claremont schools because I work in Claremont. I actually live on the border. Uh, I'm one street away from Claremont. My water is Claremont, but I say I got a Claremont location for Montclair Price because <laughs> I'm only one mile from the village, so I could walk to work. Another frugal move, right? <laughs> yes. Very good. Good for you. And you chose Claremont for a number of reasons. The community and... The first time I came here with my kids and walked through the downtown, I thought I was like in a fairy tale because it's just so cute. And I couldn't believe that I never knew it existed because I grew up in Diamond Bar. But yeah, you got off on Indian Hill and you go north and you're like, what is this place? (laughs) All right, let's do this. Now that we've thoroughly enraptured all the listeners as to and your history, why don't we talk a little bit about the Children's Foundation of America. This started in the 60s, is that right? Trinity Youth Services is actually who employs me. And then I'm on released volunteer hours to do foundation work because nobody gets paid to do foundation work. We're all Trinity employees that give hours to the Children's Foundation and to manage that. So Trinity came around 1966, and it was founded by Greek Orthodox priests. They had actually gotten a home donated to them by Gloria Swanson, the actress, out in Yukaipa, And she had her house moved over there so that it could be a boy's home. And, and also, to touch on that Hollywood history, we also have Roy Rogers and Dale Evans gifted the boys home to Trinity that we have up in the high desert. And they actually still own the land, but they contribute to the Children's Foundation of America, which is great. That is, But but um, it's their foundation, of course, not them personally anymore. No. Yeah. It's their foundation. The Happy Trails Children's Foundation, I believe it's called. Makes sense. Yes. So that's Trinity. And from Trinity, it was birthed Children's Foundation of America in 2005 because Trinity had such an overflow of donations and support that we wanted to be able to share that with other organizations. And now we're up to 20 plus organizations that are in our network that we support with gifts in kind or monetary grants, things like that. And there's 3,000 children within that network. So Children's Foundation is covering a lot of ground. A lot of kids are trying to fill the gap for. So having that much in terms of resources is kind of Mm -hmm. a high-quality problem to have. Yeah, it's a good problem to have. Right. And so then what are the major hurdles? First of all, it sounds like with 20-something different organizations that you're distributing to? Would that be fair? Mm -hmm. Who gets what and how much and who needs it the most? And of course, then you are the volunteer coordinator, right? Right. It doesn't mean you're a volunteer, but you are coordinating volunteers. Yes. 
and you may have quite a few of those. So tell us a little bit about those two things. Yeah. So fun thing about learning to become a volunteer coordinator is that I have to remind myself that I'm no longer a volunteer, as in running around doing everything. I mean, I'm running around doing things still, but not directly as much. I'm supposed to be making sure that the volunteers have things to do. And sometimes I get distracted thinking like, oh, I could we do this. And it's like, oh, I'm supposed to delegate. I have to delegate. Because <laughs> otherwise, being a mom of four, you just be like, oh, I'll do it. So I have to remind myself, okay, these people are here to help. Oops. Let's give them jobs. <laughs> They're of an age where they can do it themselves, where, yes. like you say, what a four-year-old might not be so proficient. Yes. So that's been a little hurdle for myself. Just remember to delegate and not try to do everything myself, <laughs> because I'm definitely a hands-on type of person, and I definitely don't sit and watch. I'm not a sit and watch person. But point and direct, you can do? Yes. I'm working on that. I, I mean, I can do it, but just making sure I do it is another thing. <laughs> I'm going to say that's actually harder than people expect. Being good at being in charge is sometimes a tough job in and of itself. Right. L letting go of the control and trusting that they're going to get it done. Maybe not in the exact way you had in mind, but so long as it gets done and it's good work, it's all good. <laughs> Very cool. What are some of the things that your group, your side of the house, if you'll call it that, have done that, like, for instance, Claremont people would recognize? We do help sponsor the turkey trot um, around Thanksgiving and the kids costume parade at Village Venture. For the past few years now, we're doing the Halloween spectacular party. And this year it's at Lewis Park. We helped sponsor those events throughout the year. It's more like during the fall, but those are things that we do that add to the value of Claremont, along with our CEO and chairman of the board. They're on different committees in Claremont, part of the Claremont Heritage, Architectural Commission, next in line for the chair of the Claremont Chamber, part of the Lewis Museum of Art and Committee on Human Relations for the City of Montclair, the Village Marketing Group, all kinds of things that people here at the foundation give back to the community, maybe not in events exactly every time, which we do a lot of events, but in a lot of those behind the scenes type of positions that someone from CFA is a part of. <laughs> Last year, I went to the turkey trot just to walk around with a microphone and talk to people. And I had no idea how popular it was. Oh, yeah. For a few hours in the morning, there, there's a lot going on. People had booths and so forth. But I think people look at that and they don't really understand who's behind it. I understood that the Rotary Club is, I call it the Breakfast Club. Sunrise. I guess they call it the Sunrise, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah, I actually haven't got to visit Rotary yet, I guess, because I was more involved in the Kiwanis. But it was a pretty good event and well attended. And then by noon, it was back to normal. I think it was pretty well organized. Yeah. So we helped sponsor that. And then we have our volunteers show up for the different community events, like the beer walk, the wine walk, for checking in the patrons that come. And all that money just ends up coming back to the city for just enhancing it and going to various organizations. And those are our volunteers that are involved in 
events that are not exactly for CFA, like our golf tournament and our gala and the charity event. They're giving back to the community in other ways as well. So it seems that you have no end of involvement in events and so forth that are charity fundraisers. Where does some of the money go that people would recognize and what kind of achievements, home runs, what are some of the big wins you've had over the years? And maybe not just CFA, but you personally, that people would not know it was you guys behind it. The Children's Foundation was created to fill the gap that public funding doesn't supply. So specific needs for the foster kids, gifts for Christmas, birthday supplies, clothing that wasn't otherwise covered by their allowance, summer camp, music lessons, scholarships for 18 and over. We have different grants available for people to apply for and kids to do book reports. We give uh, three of those away a year and all they have to do is write a book report and submit it to us and that could be $500 towards whatever they want. All the book reports I've written put together, I never made a penny. (laughs) Yeah, so we have that. (laughs) And people don't know about it. Any of them stand out as being one of the best? Nothing that I've seen yet because I just started in August. I've personally written a book and I would be interested to read any book report that I had the chance to read from one of our youth that submitted one. So that'd be exciting when I finally get my hands on one. Folks that have graduated out of your program, have any of those gone on to be somebody of note? I mean, I don't think necessarily it has to be a CEO or a president or something like that, but just is there somebody we'd recognize or have heard about that got a good start with your program that, and by extension too, because you say you support all the others, but it might not have otherwise. What are your home runs? Right. Honestly, we're working on gathering those stories because we don't speak about them enough and we are not covering them enough. So that's one of the things that I've kind of been on a mission to provide media coverage to and sharing those stories on social media to let people know about our successes. And we just don't talk about them enough. But I hear stories of kids going to college, and that's great. I mean, I always like to hear that they're continuing their education. But I think we have some great students that have some great goals that they're trying to achieve that are getting a scholarship from us, and they're working on it. I will at least ask you to promise me that when you do get some of those stories together, you and they will come back on and tell us. Yeah, that would be great. What are some of the things that you find difficult that maybe Claremont could help you with? It sounds like you have donations and volunteers, but it all can't just be super easy. (laughs) No, because we do have to do a lot of outreach and calling businesses, asking them if they're going to participate in the toy drive. It would be nice if they just always had it on their calendar to be like, oh, yes, we're going to do the Children's Foundation toy drive this year. Let's make sure that we're getting a box from them put here in the store. Or let's make sure that we are getting in contact with them to help fulfill the Amazon wish list, putting the QR code there in the store. So 
it would be nice if they would reach out to us too saying, hey, it's that time of year. We're in. That would be great so that we're not having to go down the list all ourselves to remind them, hey, are you guys in this year? (laughs) Towards the end of the program, you'll be able to give everybody just how they'll be able to do that. Yes. Okay. Okay. But that's really the hardest thing is to just keep in front of people. Is that it? Or did, or has there been something where you've, I'm looking for like where you've been stymied and said, you know what? I know how to solve this. Between organizing volunteers and organizing schedules and organizing the warehouse and Inputting contacts to our database, all of that, it's just another thing to to do the outreach for all the different campaigns that we have throughout the year is that basically my job, Janelle's job, who is the director of development here, she's would be my supervisor, and Alex, she is the administrative help here. It's basically on us three. We are in the process of getting a long-term volunteer on board to help with some of these activities and tasks that we are (laughs) piled up with. It's just, it's a lot of work some days. (laughs) It's a little overwhelming. You're like, oh, wait, I I didn't do that. Ah, I got to do that. I forgot about that. That's one of the things I think people don't really realize is that running a charity is actually a lot more like a business. Yes. And also keeping track of all those donations and recording them properly, inputting them properly, getting them through accounting, sending out the thank you letters, all of those things that we're required to do to be a charity organization. No one is getting paid to do the foundation work. We're all Trinity employees that are volunteering to do the foundation work. We really don't spend much, if any, on marketing because it's us just calling and asking for help or the volunteers are doing their outreach. It's in person a lot. We don't have billboards and flyers and things like that coming out very often. And it's just me going to the chamber events, networking events. Today I was at a volunteer fair at Mount Sac. This weekend I'll be in Rancho doing a career fair, hiring fair. And those are those opportunities that we look for to get our name out in the community, setting up speaking engagements in person, no printing costs to get the name out there and so that we can have as much money that we raise go towards the kids. We give $55,000 a year away in scholarships. And then those book report grants, birthday in a bag every month for the foster in Trinity, which is 200 kids. So now you guys have a number of events coming up, right? Yes. Let's hear about those uh, that people would want to attend. And of course, after listening to this podcast, meet you in person. Yeah. Okay. So one of the small events we have coming up is we're making spooky cards for kids at 
the boardroom at the chamber. We're basically going to make cards for the foster youth or the Halloween holiday, whatever you want to call it. Coming up, it's on a holiday, but uh, celebrations. So we're going to make cards there at the boardroom. I'm going to have all the supplies. I would like to know who's coming, so they should email volunteer at trinityys.org. But if not, they can just show up. And that's from 12 to 2. It's a Wednesday. And I'm sorry, once again, what date? October 4th from 12 to 2 at the Chamber of Commerce. And that's right next to the bank there on Yale. Yes, by Wells Fargo and Starbucks. Most importantly, Starbucks. because <laughs> Everyone knows where that is now. <laughs> I know it. And nothing helps make cards more than some high-octane caffeinated drink, Yeah, right? get your coffee and come over and get creative. So that's one. The other thing that we have coming up is actually done by the West End Real Estate Professionals. And that is a group of, obviously, real estate professionals that are putting on a charity event for us on October 21st. It's a Saturday. It's 1 to 6. At Etiwanda Roadhouse, tickets are for sale, and they're donating proceeds to the Children's Foundation. So it's one thing that we didn't have to put on. Where's the Etiwanda Roadhouse? Uh, Rancho. Oh, okay. Not in Claremont. Yeah. No. So they are putting on that whole charity event, and we are basically just helping promote it by telling people about it because that's fundraising for us that we didn't have to organize. They're doing all the work. The escrow guy, the mortgage guy. The marketing guy, they're all getting together and organizing and finding sponsors. And yeah, it's great. There's that. Then on the 23rd, October 23rd, we have the Golf Spooktacular at Glendora Country Club. And that is a Monday. It's from 9.30 to 6. There's a lunch provided. There's a dinner event, award ceremony. We're going to have the helicopter golf ball drop happening, beer tastings on the course. Ooh. Uh, now, so the go- I wanted to hear about the helicopter golf ball drop. What does that involve? Okay. So one of our sponsors is taking care of this event, and that is a helicopter has 250 numbered golf balls that go up into the sky, and then they drop the balls down over one of the tees and the ball that lands in the tee or closest to if none actually you mean the greens right right into the hole yeah the tees are where you start the holes where you oh okay sorry (laughs) it's been a while since i played golf but it's that, that there's your first lesson right there yes onto the green and land in the hole and the person who had paid to participate in it. It's a $50 ticket. A $50 donation will give you a chance to win $10,000. So the person whose ball lands in that hole is going to win $10,000. And no golf experience or expertise required. You don't even have to be at the event. It's going to be put on social media live and we'll announce it live and the winner's going to hear if it was them and they could scream at home. And those are much better odds than the lottery. Yeah, and we're recommending that maybe $50. Maybe that could be steep for some people, but you could do a office pool and split it within your office and y'all going to have a great Christmas. (laughs) I was going to say, even to divvy up $10,000 is is not 
Chump change. All right. Yeah. And you've got beer tasting. You can watch the helicopter drop while quaffing a cold one. And then also the chance to win a car for the hole-in-one. That is part of the golf event. We're going to have raffle baskets, different food tastings, and of course the swag bag with the hat and the shirt and chapstick and lotion and all of those things that go in there. Serious swag, right? Yeah. And it's just going to be a great time for people to get out of the office, go play a round of golf, and give back to charity, being with other like-minded individuals with the same plan in mind for the day. So that's, yeah, that's one of our biggest fundraisers of the year is the charity golf event. And we've been doing that for 20 years now. So after October has passed, in November, we go into the Holiday Heroes campaign. And Holiday Heroes is the toy drive, for one. And those boxes or Amazon wish lists go out to businesses beginning October 13th. And our drivers drop off the donation box at your office. You don't have to come pick it up. They drop it off. We coordinate with you when it's a good time. And then it's up to the business to just put it out there, give a reason for customers to come in and donate to the children that we support. Like I said, 20 different organizations, 3,000 kids within those organizations that are going to benefit from your toy donations. So that begins on November 13th. On November 30th, we're going to have our first in-person holiday gala at Padua Theater. It's beautiful. It's nice sunset views up there. (laughs) So we are getting the menu together coordinating the DJ and the bar and the baskets, the donations for that event. I don't have a ticket price yet, but that's going to be November 30th. And I believe it's a Thursday. And it's a dinner. The theme is mid-century modern. And this is kind of a dressy affair, I imagine, if it's at Padua Hills. Yes. Yes, it is. Once November's over, then we go into the other half of the Holiday Heroes campaign, which is gift wrapping at Montclair Place. It is gift wrapping and a toy drive, and we have a spot designated to us by Montclair Place, the mall on Moreno Street, and it's going to be upstairs across the way from the food court right next to JCPenney's. It's from December 8th through 24th every day, Monday through Sunday gift wrapping and we have various shifts and hours available for people to sign up and we are taking signups for that already. They can be businesses, they can be organizations, they could be churches, they can be Boy Scout groups, Girl Scout groups, after school programs, anybody willing to volunteer some time. But we are mostly booking groups right now once we have gotten the bulk of those taken care of, then we are going to look for individual volunteers to fill in the gaps and shifts that were not covered by a business. So that's going to be an all-day thing. We pretty much are going to be there from 10 to 9 every day, less hours on Christmas Eve, but still Christmas Eve day we will be there. And that's going to be gift wrapping, collecting toys, collecting the fundraising money that comes from the gift wrapping, 
and then organizing in the warehouse and coordinating to have these toys delivered to the different organizations all throughout December. So we are looking for those people. Now, do you get to be part of the delivery and see all the happy faces and smiles? I believe it probably goes to just their, the corresponding person's distribution where then okay. they would give it to the kids. Yeah, we're more like Santa, so we don't exactly see the kid, but we drop off the presents. You're doing the heavy lifting. So then there's that. And then we have in February a volunteer recognition party, and that is to recognize our volunteers that help. It's a little party for them around Valentine's Day. And we have our warm and fuzzy campaign where we collect uh, handmade items, crochet, knit, quilt. So all you crafty ladies and men out there that want to keep making blankets and hats, we will appreciate those donations to create those little care packages for the month of February. And then in May, we have our charity event, and that is a big tea party. We're still working on the location for that, but basically big fun tea party, and we do award some grants at that event too, as we do at the holiday gala. But yeah, those are the big events for us, and the rest of the time, it's just smaller campaigns and events that we're going to help out with, like the beer walk, the wine walk. The beer walk and the wine walk. I didn't go this year to the beer walk because I had knee surgery. And oh, wow. while the beer would have been good, the walking would have been <laughs> immeasurably painful. Mm. But I've been to the beer walk in the past and I had hardly that much beer, but I just mm -hmm. had a great time. And I would encourage mm -hmm. anybody that just likes to walk around, see what's in the stores and meet people and listen to music and try different beers, give it a shot. It's Claremont Speaks approved, if that matters at all. That is actually where I had uh, met up with Janelle, my supervisor, this past June. She had posted something on Facebook saying she was needing some volunteers I was available, I saw it, and I said, where do I need to be and what time? And I showed up, I helped check in guests there at the train station, and that's where she let me know that there was going to be a position opening up within Trinity and that I should apply. And I was like, yeah, that sounds fun, okay. So networking through volunteering could open up opportunities for people that you didn't even think of. Yeah, have a beer, get a job, you know, yeah. not bad. <laughs> I wasn't having a beer. I was helping check in, but still helping other people get to the beer. Christina, you have been outstanding. I've got to hand it to you. You came to the microphone and you are prepared. You know all, tell all. <laughs> I'd like to ask you to tell me a couple more things. First of all, okay. what would be, from everything we've talked about, the main takeaway the main idea, the one thing you'd like people to remember most about you, of course, CFA, and the conversation we've had. The main takeaway that we like to tell people is that if you can't adopt a foster, if you can't foster, do respite care. If you can't do respite care, donate. And if you can't donate, then volunteer. There's an opportunity for every person to help a child thrive and succeed through this organization. And we just encourage anybody to get involved. We have social media ambassador 
positions available. We're looking for volunteers for various committees that we're forming so that we can help delegate more of these administrative tasks so that we can do more. There's always some place for people to give back to help these kids, even indirectly. It sounds like at any level, there's an opportunity. Yes. Yes. Okay. And then what would you like to have as a call to action? Although it sounds like you've already said it, come out and get involved at one level or another. Mm -hmm. If it isn't that, what would it be? What would you like people to do? I would like people to just get involved, get involved in their community, get involved with a nonprofit, whether it's this one, maybe you want to get involved with animals, you want to get involved with seniors, just get involved. They need help everywhere. It just needs your effort to happen. I think a lot of people believe, oh, somebody else will do it. Somebody else will do it. Sometimes nobody else is doing it. So if you had that little nudge at all, then don't ignore it and just go for it and get involved. And then we always come to the end of the program. I call it shameless self-promotion. Now you've talked about the events and everything you have planned rather and given a little bit of information, but here all in one encapsulated minute or two, can you tell us how to get a hold of you, get a hold of CFA? What's your website? What's your phone number? What's your email? Anything so people, if they want to do what you said, get involved, they can. Okay. So our website, of course, is childrensfoundationofamerica.org. You can go on there and click the volunteer button and there's various fields to fill in there. Once you enter your information there, it does get sent to one of us. Then we invite you to our point app and that's where we post all of our volunteer opportunities. You'll get an invitation to log into point and create a profile there. We will also put you on our mailing contact list and send you out notifications of volunteer activities coming up or even events coming up. The email for businesses or groups that would like to get involved in the holiday fundraiser gift wrapping is volunteer at trinityys.org. And yes, there's two Ys for trinityys.org. Again, I'm Christina Garcia. I am the volunteer coordinator my personal email is cgarcia at trinityys.org, and we're right here in Claremont. Zero, once you find the place, right? Yes, right above the quarter, basically. We could smell the barbecue. <laughs> you have to go around the corner, Yes, find the doorway, and then up an elevator, and your offices, they face over Indian Hill, right? Yeah, we do have a little balcony that faces Indian Hill. Yeah, I just wanted to alert people because I think I walked past it twice and I said, okay, come on, this can't be a mirage. Yeah. But it's at what, 201 North Indian Hill? I believe so. If you want to throw snacks up at the balcony, there's little spinning windmills out on the patio. Just throw some snacks up for us. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Christina, is there anything you'd like to add as kind of a closing thought? Put a capper on it? What would that be? The reason why I got involved with this organization was because my best friend who I had known since fifth grade, so it's uh, tw over 20 years now, she had, you know, a hard time conceiving. So her and her husband eventually went down the road to do foster and adopt. 
And I was right there alongside her going through the whole process of the children going through the reunification process or is she going to be able to, you know, adopt them or not. And it was just really important that I was alongside her in that journey. Myself, I'm I'm in a blended family. I have two stepsons. I'm sure it's probably a lot similar to being a foster mom for some people. And it's not easy work, but it's respectable work. And those things that I have just gone through personally and wanting to continue to support people that are going through those different processes, those kids and what they go through was the reason why I got involved. And yeah, I'm, I won't be a foster parent anytime soon because my kids are still living at home, but this is how I can give back and how I can help those families that are donating their lives to taking care of these children in foster care who are adopting and those kids that are just going through those challenging circumstances that are landing them in foster care. And if any of that resonates with you or has been a part of your family, then Maybe this is the charity that you want to get involved in and help out with. So it sounds like something where there would be no regrets. No, I mean, you're helping out innocent children that, you know, we're not asking for the position that they're in. And if you can give back and this helps bring them more joy to their lives through their little birthday celebrations and Christmas and scholarships and all those opportunities that they would have had in a more traditional family, maybe. And now they're going to get it because of everyone's support looking out for them, even from a distance. Well, then Christina Garcia, the volunteer coordinator at the Children's Foundation of America, right down here in the center of Claremont. I want to thank you for coming on You've been wonderful. I hope this has been a good experience for you and that you get a tsunami of response and volunteers and donations and everything for your organization as a result. Yes, thank you. That would be amazing. Every little bit helps. Claremont Speaks, myself, we're always here to help folks who are trying to do something good for Claremont do even better. And that's why I thought, you know what, your organization fits that description to a T. Let's have you on. Thank you. Okay. And so thank you, Christina, and thank you, Claremont, for listening. And I hope you'll be here next time when Claremont Speaks.